0: here and it is melting us all like the little grotesque human-shaped chocolate Easter bunnies that we all are Uh, but your pals here and we like bad music only are once again together to run down another hot month with some cool musical happenings and releases so sit back pop yourself a cold one and, and and open your ears sit back and relax how's it going everybody in internet land <laughs> welcome joining me as always through this musical journey is a human catastrophe taylor hey yo. how's it going taylor oh it's all right i'm losing my mind <laughs> i i mean aren't we all I mean, I think that's just kind of like, like, the last month for me has literally been, yeah, I'm slowly losing my mind again. Oh, cool, I'm on anxiety medication again for the first time in three years, if that tells you how we're doing over here in Polyland.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm working on things, mm-hmm. but I was just like, oh boy, I'm losing my mind this
0: last month. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's awful. Well, hopefully, hopefully talking about some good music with your good pals. ...and get you right back into the mood where you need to be. Yeah. And, of course, the man with skills in power drills... ...like a case! How'd you know? How did I know? You just... You got that kind of, like... You got that voice that tells me... You've probably used a power drill or two in your life.
2: Yeah. That's right. Putting together theater sets. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I don't get to the power drill as much these days, but... no. In the bedroom though? Different story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sex joke. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: I think I just sniped Psychekeist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we apologize
1: to Mrs. Psychekeist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can hear you blushing. Ooh. I am blushing. <laughs> I am blushing. <laughs> but you're ready to talk about music. It's been a while. We need to get it back has. together. You know when you were talking. You were saying like before. Like man, it's a big fart just welling up inside you, and we all we need to get it all out. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's a good I thing that we're to... here, but we have to. We have to. We have to. We have to send uh, some some get well wishes though. Uh, before we get started, good friend of the podcast, Mr. Fred Durst, um, uh, Biscuit just kind of, they had to call off the rest of the dates on the current tour they're on and maybe the rest of the year because, uh, Mr. Fred Durst apparently has some, uh, health issues that have come up that forced them to have to get off the road immediately. So we, of course, what? Yeah, what? yeah. Just this past week, he uh, released an announcement where they canceled all their upcoming shows, and like he got he had some tests done, and uh, his doctor was like, "You need to be not touring right now." So, oh, hoping Freddy for D. hoping for the best for our good pal Freddie D. Yeesh. Oh. Yeah yeah figured i'd have to give a shout out he was kind of like where this this whole amalgamation started when we when we uh reviewed still sucks last year uh but we obviously we obviously wish the man well obviously so
2: yeah i was i was told because in the um uh the city i work in he went to high school there for a little bit mm-hmm. and I was told he was there recently filming something. Oh, I was like, real, I was like, really, we were, we were possibly like within 10 miles with each other. That's oh, exciting to
0: man. think about. Imagine <laughs> being within 10 miles of Fred Durst. Yeah. Well, I've been within like probably 50 feet of Fred Durst because I have, oh. I've been, cause like back during family values and stuff, like I was mm-hmm. there, I'm in there. man. <gasps> oh wow yeah caught the second family values tour when it rolled through columbus ohio i think it was i think it was i'd have to go back and check the ticket oh cool (laughs) but yeah yeah uh i I figured i'd put that out there since i know fred durst is a mainstay here we mentioned limp biscuit a lot (laughs) so obviously (laughs) we, we we wish for the best um yeah Absolutely.
2: Like, you know, we like to joke around, but seriously, I don't I don't want anything bad to happen.
0: No, <laughs> you <know>? absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. But we got music to talk about. Hell yeah. Yeah. So the big one we kind of got. We, we got a big one to talk about. One of the, another one of those event albums, you might call it uh, j- uh, released near the end of June. Uh, But it's obvious that it was going to be on our minds, you know, it was going to be pretty high on the list, despite the fact that it came out so late in the month. Made a big impression, I think, from the jump. And I am, of course, talking about Vaxis 2, a window of the waking mind from Coheed and Cambria. I will say that we'll keep our thoughts a little brief here. We are going to talk about it a bit, but we will be doing a full review episode on that album uh, at some point in the near future. So, um, But yeah, um, who wants to say if you... Uh, I, I know Psychic Heist is probably get, just getting ready. That butthole's puckered Wait. up. You are you are clenching just, those cheeks so tight right now. Can I now. just let it squeak out just a little bit? Get, you, get some squeakers in there. We'll allow you. How are you feeling about Vaxxas 2, A Window of the Waking Mind?
2: I think that it is B tier coheed. Oh, um, there's a lot I like about it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot <laughs> that I am not too hot about. Oh, um, and I don't want to give away. I guess we'll go song by song when we go in depth. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it. Put it this way, it's an album that I think is really carried by the last three songs.
0: Oh, man, that that trilogy of songs at the end is one of... I think it's the strongest they've ended an album in a long fucking time. Yes.
2: Um, Now, when I say tier, I mean that it's a little bit above average. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit above... (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's... I just... But overall, I think it's hard to follow something like Unheavenly Creatures because mm. uh, that's a that's a favorite of mine so right. um but yeah i guess that's my take for now that's my take for now okay. um i don't put it this way i think of great coheed albums as albums i just constantly want to return to and mm. find something new mm-hmm. um and this one i don't i don't have that need oh. i don't feel that need to
0: yeah oh uh, so i can't
2: I, I, <laughs> I was say, so when we talk about it i might i'm I, you know I might be going into uh the Lion's Den of um Coheed fans.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, we welcome that. I welcome yeah. that. I always like it when yeah. there's when there's uh, different opinions on display um, mm-hmm. so so it's always kind of fun to have that um, i i uh the more that I have listened to that album, the more I come to just I, I come back to it as comfort food yeah um, I,
2: yes, yeah.
0: I don't know that it is like like, it's not as dense as something like good apollo volume one um it's not as it it doesn't have those same qualities like you're you're never going to get another record like that from them i don't think and even though the last three tracks of this album really hint at that like we're never going to kind of get another full spread like that where it's just like that's a near flawless record um Mm -hmm. I like a lot of the things that they're doing on this album with the experimentation and and just really playing around with pop sensibilities. I think that a few of those songs are just like, oh, "Okay, that yeah, okay, you fucking just nailed that." Like you mm-hmm. you studied a textbook and you did the extra credit and you just like, mm-hmm. "Okay, you got that song stuck in my fucking goddamn head for fucking 48 hours." <laughs> Eh,
1: eh, eh, it's got those. It's yeah, got those. It
0: has those and it's just like, yeah, but I can see how like as a Coheed fan, that might not be exactly what you're looking for. Um I think a lot of a lot of Prize Fighter Inferno is informing Vaxus 2 as well. And I can see that not, also not being a thing people like. Like there there are a few tracks on the album that I'm just kind of uh, and one of them that I'm just kind of, ah why are you there?" Yeah, I've got
2: there's two of them that mm-hmm. Um, I'm like I really have a just oof mm. bad reaction to
0: it <laughs> <laughs> What about Taylor? How you feel about Vaxxus 2?
1: I dig it mm. I don't I can't think of any particular I, song that I dislike greatly mm-hmm. I think I know which one y'all don't like the most <laughs> <laughs> like i think i can guess yeah that's the The post malone song
0: oh there you go that's the words i've been trying to find to describe that fucking song
1: that's what it is the autotune ballad (laughs)
0: that's Mm -hmm. exactly what it is and i don't even mind the use of autotune on this album though i know that like if you go listen to the last Prize Fighter album, oh my God, I can't listen to it because he's just going crazy. He got all the auto-tune out of his system on that album, but it still kind of <laughs> bled over into this one because there is a lot of auto-tune on this album, but I feel that he does it. Uh, it, it it's, it's restrained a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah. hate, I don't hate Disappearing Act. I know a lot of people do, but yeah. I, I don't hate that song at all.
1: There's some songs I look forward to making it into the live rotation for the next few tour
0: cycles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. There's some nice kind of Pre-podcast thoughts that we have on that, some pre-review thoughts for Vaxxus Two. Like I said, we're gonna try to get to that in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think I have a friend that'll be joining us for that. Who'll be who's a lot who's very into the lore side of things, and that's not anything that I think either of the three of us really get into with regards to coheed So it'll be interesting seeing how that. Like I get the general idea, I know what the the story (laughs) is, but I don't pay attention to the nuance.
1: Yeah, I tell people. The version of the story you make up in your head upon mm. reading the lyrics enough times is probably better than yeah. the story that actually exists
0: yeah, a lot of dead women in that story in in, in his stories too that's alarming that's weird mm. yeah anyway but yeah that's coheed we're gonna be we're going be diving into that that'll be fun uh so why don't I throw out another album that that that, that I listen to that kind of surprised me a little bit this month, Caught my e- perked my ears up. Um, I sometimes categorize bands in my brain uh, unfairly, mind you. And I know that it's unfair. I'm just like, oh, look at them. They're that, they're that band that teenagers think is metal shit like that you know i'm i'm one of those i can i am not too proud to admit i can be precious about that sometimes i try not to be i'm trying to get better about it but uh when a friend played me a song called meltdown and did not tell me who it was by and i'm sitting there rocking out and he's like oh yeah that's by Mm motionless in white i was like oh okay okay perception okay You just kind of blew away my perceptions here Um, I really liked uh, the motionless and white album scoring the end of the world Uh, this is just a lot of that really just super technically produced like clean fucking alt rock slash Mm -hmm. post hardcore kind of thing Um, a lot of great performances whether they're helped by the studio or not I'm not sure I've never seen the band live and know if they can recreate that or not but you got a. They're big... touring.
2: Mm-hmm. I was say they're touring with Ice Nine Kills,
3: that.
0: and that makes a lot of sense because when I listened mm-hmm. to this, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is just Ice Nine Kills." Okay, I know. Okay, I actually like this kind of music, but what I found out is that I just want it in small doses. Like, I like give mm-hmm. me an Ice Nine Kills album, and I'll take that. It'll probably be all I need for the year. Like this Motionless and White album, I'm probably okay. Like Because it, this kind of music to me is like sugar in my brain. It's like I can eat it, I like it, but I don't want a whole bunch of it. Uh, so it's yeah. not, it's not a rabbit hole that I'm gonna go down looking for more post-hardcore acts that sound like this because if you listen to this and Ice Nine Kills, there's a lot of similarity in how like they they vocalize melodies, their guitars, mm. the way they're produced. But I liked scoring the end of the world a whole lot and almost picked this as my pick for the month. So, yeah. yeah. It, it just yeah. missed a mark, but I liked this a lot. I, I, had a go- I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I
2: enjoyed it. I listened to it. Mm. Um, got, it's got some good bangers on there. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a it's takes itself a lot more seriously in ways uh, a little more melodramatic than ice nine kills um well yeah yeah and, because ice yeah, nine
0: kills is doing a gimmick where they're
2: yeah yeah this one i mean there's that song werewolf yeah uh, okay
0: guess, yes yeah, yes that's, okay
2: that's gonna be that's gonna be on the halloween playlist you know? absolutely
0: uh, yeah um,
2: um it, but yeah and uh, uh, the other thing i liked about it there's just little moments kind of brought me back to like older lincoln park yeah stuff that's uh, that I, yeah
0: Felt felt good to hear. I was just like, oh, yeah. There was, a, there was a big leftist bent that I didn't expect coming into this either. I kind of felt like this was mm-hmm. going to be like melodramatic, teenager feelings rock, but it's actually very... Focused. Oh, yeah. It's very yeah. focused mm-hmm. on world issue, like scoring the end oh, of the yeah. world is an apt title for this album with this like head on as they're going into, you know, like the problems this world's facing with like corrupt politicians and, and global warming and things like that. It's like I didn't expect that from this album. Mm-hmm. So, again, I like being pleasantly surprised and being able to admit when I'm wrong about preconceptions. So getting into a motionless and wide album, just kind of, yeah, you know what, that feels good. I like being put in my place by things like that absolutely what about you ph what do you got
2: uh want to run off a couple of experimental mm-hmm. kind of albums mm-hmm. that i listen to mm-hmm. um the first one uh is 700 bliss uh which is more mother and dj haram oh um, shit yep uh the name of the album is called nothing to declare mm-hmm. um I will say that this is a very, e- even though this is experimental music, I think this is probably the most approachable in terms of getting to kind of know who more mother is. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause more mother kind of comes off as this otherworldly prophet. Right. Yeah. Um, and on this project, uh, it's, she comes across more actually more personable. Oh. Um, and cause there's a lot of like, playful, mischievous, uh, little quips throughout. Um, and I think like these two are just having a lot of fun, just kind of making more, uh, kind of noisy industrial dance music. Uh, of course with, with, you know, alt rap, um, -hmm. flavors in there kind of, I would say kind of gives me like when gives me vibes of like when death grips would do that kind of thing. Yeah. um just kind of like off the wall um fun don't take this too seriously yeah um vibe so um yeah if you if you, if you like that kind of side of death grips i think you would dig this album um i enjoyed it
0: i've, I've played it a few times definitely on um, my to play like i i didn't know more mother was involved with this it's like oh yeah. like I, I i am a huge huge fan of her
2: yeah yeah she's a she's a busy bee she's she, very she got,
0: prolific now yeah she's got yeah, like three yeah. projects out this year so far
2: yeah yeah she got this one she has uh she just came out for jazz, jazz codes, codes in july and, yeah and now she's got another one coming out with a jazz band that's uh that's coming out soon I that's the wild name of but yeah so uh yeah you know what she's doing with her time <laughs> <laughs>
3: So
2: making good art mm-hmm. um another experimental album i checked out um well, n- not normally. This artist isn't normally this experimental. Um, uh, is Perfume Genius, mm, uh, mm. Name, name, name of the album is Ugly Season. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfume Genius is uh, Mike Hadreas. Uh, usually his music's kind of around like chamber pop yeah. and indie an occasional anthemic kind of pop rock. Um, and you would have like a good dose of like experimentation weaved in and out of those songs. I have loved all of Perfume Genius's records. Uh, He has never missed for me. And for the most part, I think this new record, Ugly Season, keeps up that tradition. But it is far and away the most experimental record uh, that he's ever produced. And um, it's. I think a lot of that is because a lot of the music on this was taken from a dance production that was produced like a show that was produced in 2019. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, uh, uh, when I first heard it, I was like, Oh, it sounds like a lot of these sections kind of sound like a movie score, you know, like I wonder what's going on. Kind of makes sense
0: when you have that context.
2: Right. And now when you have that context, you're like, Oh, okay. Um, And, uh, you know this is a very slow album like it's deliberately slow mm-hmm. um i think uh listening garden on the discord put it perfectly by saying that some of these songs
0: feel like uh shu on xanax yeah yeah that's yeah i remember that i remember that description very well i'm thinking oh, okay i know this vibe
2: yeah um uh, it, but it's, 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 it's beautifully arranged, like it's a beautifully arranged album. Um, and it's, it's can at times just also be like just intimate and sensual um, and kind of esoteric, you know, in, in the way a, a good experimental album can be. Right. Um, there's, there's only really one pop song on it, and it's called Pop Song. everything else is just like trippy uh or or skewed or like you're just it it feels like you're in a dream that could turn into a nightmare Mm -hmm. at any time um and um i've I've listened to this album a lot since its release uh and it really fulfills scratching that like that itch I have in my head when I, when I just want to listen to something really creative and experimental and then just to take me on a trip, mm-hmm. like something I just really want to dedicate and let my imagination go wild with. Um, and I feel like it, it could have been my pick this month, but there's just an aspect of this album that just keeps me at arm's length from mm-hmm. fully embracing it and i think that's because there's just a couple of moments throughout where i just have a hard time getting like really emotionally
3: right yeah if i had seen like the production or Mm. something um
2: but uh yeah if you're if you're looking for something that's that's it's pretty much it's pretty out there um and it does demand a lot of the listener like you've got to totally commit to it um, I, I do think it's a, it's a worthy album, a worthy
1: trip to take.
0: Cool. cool. Taylor, what else did you listen to this month?
1: Well, uh, one album I ended up listening to that I really dug was I Told Bessie by Elucid.
0: Oh, yep, yep. This one's real good. Yep. So
1: I guess Elucid is involved with Armand Hammer. hmm Yes. Yep. Uh, who I know nothing about.
0: You should definitely check <laughs> out their their record from last year.
1: Very good. Yeah, this is this is a this is a band camp. I recognize this uh cover of the Armand Hammer album, yeah. actually. This is one of this is one of my random bandcamp forays. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good actually. So it's very it's hip hop, it's very sort of sparse. And kind of early nineties East Coasty,
0: mm-hmm. unless
1: I'm mixing my wires up there, but it's very good, and yeah
0: yeah, yeah, that is that's a fan- all, yeah. that's a fantastic hip hop record, yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: yeah so every once in a while, every once in a while, I dip my toes into the waters, and it's quite different from the hip hop I normally engage with, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's less uh I guess I'll just say it's less production heavy
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I, I
1: like I like dense hip-hop stuff like Run the Jewels or yeah. Death Grips <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I <laughs> totally get surreal. that
1: Heady kind of stuff you
0: know mm-hmm.
1: um, If you like that dusty-ass 90s vibes
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. like that, that 90s boom bap kind of um, dusty-ass production Just always, always music to my ears It's so warm, it's so inviting Just always amazing
1: this is a. Uh, oh, there is vinyl. This this would be a good vinyl purchase for those of you out there who are psychos like us. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have a funny vinyl story now that I bring that oh, up. Yeah. Since, uh, yeah um, I usually buy some stuff from the website Sound of the Vinyl. Mm-hmm. They fucking sent me a, a. So the last time I ended up with two copies of the same vinyl was my fault. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and and you know psychic ice actually has that second copy of dope smoker now yeah that wasn't that gonna sh- do me any
0: good
2: <laughs> oh, it-, <laughs> it sounds so good though it sounds great <laughs> i
0: know it absolutely probably does but it's just like man that is n- nah <laughs>
1: i wouldn't have even asked polly well this time it was this was not my fault and i have no idea how this happened mm-hmm because uh, Sound of Vinyl totally sent me another copy of Slaughter of the Soul by At The Gates. <laughs> full dynamic range version. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing I keep seeing happen recently with like that era of death metal albums. Like Heartwork by Carcass is another one that got a full dynamic range re-release. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I'm like... And it's sort of the opposite of what In Flames did with Clayman, where they re recorded a few tracks for something and it sounded like fucking dog
0: shit. Oof. Mm -hmm. Oof. Wow. Just like, you just ending up with double vinyls all over the place. Yeah, so now I need to
1: figure out who I know wants a copy of Slaughter of the Soul.
0: Yeah, I don't think that would be me. It's not really my thing.
1: (laughs) I don't know it. So I'll have to get back to you. I'll have to get back (laughs) to you. It, it's Boss HM2 core. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, if if for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the uh, Swedish sunlight studio sound, like entombed and dismembered. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, stick, like, like uh, let's see, so sticking into the the, the the kind of the hip hop lane. Then uh, the new Lupe Fiasco album, drum music in Zion. Oh yeah. Uh another one that almost could have been could could have been my pick, just like, oh okay, it's a Lupe Fiasco album. It's not overly long, like Drogos Wave was. Um, which was kinda like my only problem with that album. It's just like, okay, I like this, but there's so much material here. Uh this is just a nice snappy like forty minutes or so. It's like, yeah, that's that's just Lupe Fiasco doing what he does. Like I believe he recorded it in seventy-two hours or something. Um oh nice wow <laughs> but he's just kind of marathon a marathon man yeah he's he's just a lyrical genius like he's always going it's always going to be exciting seeing what he does uh, musically because he's always just got such a forward thinking uh, l- like he never stops learning like he's somebody that I feel is just always practicing the craft because he genuinely loves the art of rapping uh, and you can tell with just a way that he just con- constructs his rhymes and, and, and everything yeah music in zion is just a fantastic fucking rap record start to finish you know it's, it's 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 about as it's about as fucking strong as that push a t album that came out like they're both just mm-hmm. those are just like two compact little things where they're just like pure concentrated this is the work of this artist um yeah. and they're just like Ooh, man you're just giving the straight dose right to the vein huh yeah, that's it's a real good one. Um, I like the creator album. Hate Uber Alice as well.
1: Ah, uh, creator. Yeah,
0: it's a, like good fucking <laughs> classic thrash, man. Like it's comfort food, really.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, you know,
0: you know, though, like I really liked this album.
2: Like the, you know, I listened to it a couple times, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And it's got some of my favorite singles of this year. Oh. Uh, but then I forgot about it
0: yeah that's kind of what happened to me it's like i was looking at my list today i was like oh shit yeah the, the creator album yeah. so i need to list that got, yeah
2: it's got some strong strong songs don't get me wrong you know uh you know hate is the virus, virus of this everyone. world yeah yeah, yeah. um
0: yeah, but I hate that I forgot about. So I don't yeah. know if that's telling. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know where. The, I don't know whether it's just a case of like I don't know. My last month has kind of sucked shit. So maybe yeah. I just for, yeah. I'm just forgetful. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I, I do know that when I like re-listened to like three or four of the tracks today, I was still having a damn good time though. So yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the album yeah. holds up. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just mm. sometimes an album doesn't grab you the way that you know our our, our picks do. So right. Yep. All right, PH, what else you got? I
1: listened to 12 Carat Toothache by Post Malone. Oh, you boy. You know, I seriously considered naming that as my pick as a joke, but <laughs> I never listened to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, man, I can't do it. I can't do it Post Malone. Like, I, mad respect for the Nirvana set that he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah, that was yeah.
1: really good. That yeah, was that awesome. I just... It just it makes me want him to make an album where he uses no auto tune. Yeah. I don't like even that, care if it's a rock album. Yeah. Just don't use any auto tune, yeah, dude. That,
0: that would, that's my only problem with, I think, with his music. I think that's my barrier is just like, you don't need it. So, but it's so, it's so part but of it. But it makes him
1: a shitload
0: of money. I
3: know. <laughs> yeah, I get that's, it. That's,
2: I get yeah, it. it. It's so part of his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my relationship with Post Malone is. Uh, and by the way, this, uh, as, as expected, this album whiffed for me, oh, okay. uh, but, but I go into it hoping that I'm going to love it because Post Malone has come out with songs that I'm like, I am genuinely moved here. Like this is, I am, I am astonished. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this is very good kind of emotive pop music, uh, great hook. And I just, my heart is like beating and I'm getting kind of emotional. um, and it's it's kind of few and far between, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm hoping yeah, like I get that one. You
0: want that? You want it to happen? You're rooting level, for yeah,
2: it? Where, yeah, where it's just like I'm not gonna like end up wincing and cringing. Um, but yeah, this new one, uh, it. So here's the thing: we we're talking about Malone's voice, mm-hmm. and it's it, um There was. There was actually like a, a long form, it was a long time ago, it was like a pitchfork article on Post Malone. And it was kind of talking about his voice is kind of what sells everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like this bleeding goat voice <laughs> yeah. that can some, sometimes though though it just it shouldn't work, but it can and, and it can like reach through to you. Mm-hmm. But in this album, and it's it's his strongest in a way it's his strongest. Uh, card to play but in this album it is just blaring in the mix oh, like
0: no.
2: overbearing and the whole album feels like it's just dunked in reverb <sighs> and then
1: and then re- and then refried in reverb
0: oh! Oh, no, that's, all oh, God, it, I can it, it hear. Sounds like
1: fir- it sounds like the first cast theme song. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man,
0: yeah. That was Look, soaked in I, I, I was really
1: into Devin Townsend when I wrote that one. Like.
0: Couldn't fucking tell, Taylor. Couldn't fucking
2: tell. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love some reverb, you know? But this this is like reverb, reverb, refried reverb. Yeah, Um, I can
0: hear it in my head. Just you, I'm like, like, oh, I know what they did to his voice. Oh, no. And and it's
2: just, and it's maxed out in a way. That's just all over the place. Mm -hmm. And um, and just like, I don't know, lyrical inconsistencies that probably just matter to me. I think people who probably play this they're not really thinking about it as much maybe you know but it's like you can go from like really really sad songs where it's almost like they're almost suicidal you know and then you get to songs about being in the strip club and it's just weird
1: it's just a weird disconnect mm. you know um and there's a uh, certain there's a certain stratification of pop music that i think is indistinguishable from hair metal in that regard
2: yeah yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Yeah, um, but overall though, it's just also like when I listen to a pop album, I like I want like cool instrumentals and like I want the high budget stuff. Mm-hmm. I want that ear candy. Yeah. Uh, this album is just fucking boring. Like the instrumentals are, <laughs> and the beats are just fucking boring. And I'm like, I don't get the appeal of this. Like, there's no. It, it's just sparse and reverbed in a way that i i don't get it so Mm. um yeah maybe next time maybe next time maybe so um
1: who wants to go next
0: i got nothing
1: else i got one more okay hit it taylor all right so this is another installment of random Bandcamp Adventures, because <laughs> uh, an album I listened to that I didn't think I would like, but I ended up kind of digging, is an album called Kind Blade by M.J. Noble. Hmm. hmm. Who you might ask? Good question. Yeah, I
0: was about to. I was about to ask who.
1: <laughs> as far as I know, this. <laughs> as far as I know, she is like a fresh ah like this is her debut release kind of artist
0: ground floor baby
1: yeah yeah so it's it's basically it's like a drum and bass album but it's got kind of an eerie sort of unusual kind of vibe to it Mm. Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know i didn't i walked in because i'm like oh drum and bass really yeah But I listened to one song and I thought, okay, that's fine. This is a, a Bandcamp Daily album of the day kind of find. And I dug it. I dug it enough that I ended up buying it.
0: Yeah, I always like stories like oh, that, cool. too. Yeah, that always feels nice when yeah. you can just find something you latch onto like that. And just, Yep, picking that up. This artist deserves it.
1: Yeah, so that's... Uh, so, yeah, I, so I, I'm plugging a rap album and a drum and bass album. Obviously. So, the, yeah. the
0: obvious Taylor picks
1: yeah so when you hear what my album of the month is i don't want to hear any of you in the audience complaining that i'm too boring (laughs) because i listen to the same thing over and over again (laughs) you're you're
0: specialized there you go you really diversified your portfolio this time around (laughs) (laughs) um what else you got ph i didn't believe you're the Uh, only one left i got nothing else (laughs) let <laughs> lightning round. It was like kind of um, a thi- it was a thin month for me. Like I just kind of there wasn't a lot yeah, that uh, grabbed
2: me. I I agree. I, June June to me was like there wasn't any albums that I straight up loved. Yeah. Not, not even not even my own. Even pick my, pick. Have, yeah, but, even my yeah, pick. Yeah. Even my pick. I
0: don't I don't a thousand percent love it. But it's just like I yeah. yeah. Like so I was wondering yeah. if I was you know, like I I I like Taylor's more than mine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Taylor's is very I mean, interesting.
0: Yeah, there's a there's I a mean,
2: lot of interest in Taylor's.
1: <laughs> well, oh, oh no, do I do I win like I went like I won last month? I think
0: you I think you win two months in uh, a row. Sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now to be fair, I don't think my pick is quite as good as Watane. Yeah, yeah. But I do like my pick quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but okay. Should so, we roll our load the... and let me no, go first, uh, or do you no, want to do something again? <laughs> Actually, we're gonna lightning
0: uh, round some of uh, the rest of what you yeah, were talking about, yeah.
2: Because I would hate, I would hate to get, I would hate to, <laughs> I would hate to skip Weezer.
0: Of course, you know? everybody's tuning in, they were ready, like they knew it was coming. There's more Weezer to talk about. They're doing four albums this year, baby.
1: Oh, say it ain't so. <laughs>
0: say oh. it ain't so. Whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> oh, see, it made a funny.
2: We made a good one. So on the last time we talked about Weezer, it was Seasons uh, Spring EP. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to imagine that cover. It is is a, I guess, a statue, like a Greek statue head that looks like Rivers Cuomo. uh, And it's (laughs) on some green grass. So now that summer has kicked in. This statue and that green grass is destroyed. Yeah, it is on. It is on fire. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's kind of like this album for me, in a way, kind of makes up a little bit of the. Big, big error and painful uh, experience that spring EP was <laughs> Um this sounds like high praise and I don't I don't want to come across as like this is like go check this album out.
0: It's more like you did marginally better. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's like I I didn't feel any pain on this one.
0: <laughs> this didn't actually make me feel physically pain right. physically pained or want to vomit.
2: Yes. Yeah, this one I was like, "All right. Okay. All right. Um and so it it starts out uh it starts out though kind of i'm already scratching my head a little bit because this is the summer album but it's starting out with a a section based on the winter movement of Vivaldi's seasons so i guess that's just weezer doing weezer things um
1: okay i'm gonna interrupt you real quick and just say this sounds like something billy corgan
0: would do
3: okay
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: oh just my be- god this oh my god this whole seasons thing just feels stupidly billy corgan now oh god it really does
3: <laughs> we
2: are very garden by Kaleidoscope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah uh you know i guess they're trying to be clever uh but whatever you know it's it's Weezer, i guess and um I will say this. The opening song does sort of set the tone for the EP that this is going to be a little different lyrically. Mm-hmm. So it's continuing the story that f- from the angels that were on the spring EP. And those angels during that time, they just wanted a break from heaven. They just wanted to get some fries and burgers and like go to the beach and just right. have fun because mm-hmm. heaven sucks. I mean, yeah. um, but this time, those same angels are like heaven just really sucks. Uh we want to torture some humans. So uh, there's this lyric, uh, too many grapes, too many harps, too many smiles, not enough weeping. And uh, it it actually gets me a laugh because I'm like, (laughs) okay, they're having fun with this. Sure. And and they're like, it's just sprinkles of something that's a little more campy and a little, it has this darker sense of humor that I don't think I've ever really heard from Rivers Cuomo. That Mm -hmm. kind of is out, goes throughout the EP. Um, You know, the next track is called Records, and it's probably, I'd say, the true, like, summer anthem of the album in a way. Um, And guess what Records is about?
0: If you're going to tell me that Rivers Cuomo wrote another fucking song about the songs that he loves, I'm going to put a fucking shoe in my mouth and... and (laughs) and and I'll do something with it. You got it. All right. <laughs> that just...
1: sounds like something Kid Rock would do.
0: to go ahead and reach <laughs> for that shoe now.
2: So yeah, um it's you know, it's 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 a song about vinyl records. Uh... Um
0: I I don't know why these fucking Rivers Cuomo songs about music he likes bother me so much because it feels like he's trying to prove something. And the thing is, I totally love, I totally love Kiss. Here's a song about it and me doing bad guitar solos.
2: (laughs) Well, it features. The thing is, is like it actually features like these kind of saucy lyrics, like for the chorus. Uh It's like. I'm feeling Rihanna. I'm feeling Lana. I'm feeling Nirvana. So you can fuck off. Which I'm like, <laughs>
3: okay. whoa
2: there, Rivers. Calm down. Like, why do you got to be so defensive? Like, you're listening off artists that I don't think are really I don't all think that they're controversial. Terrible? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I think you're going to find a lot of support for Rihanna and Nirvana and, and Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to find a lot of people that are into that, Rivers.
2: Yeah. Uh, but still, musically, as a as a like a, a a guitar anthem, like it, I think it does its job. Um, but the next song, "Blue Like Jazz," mm. uh, which is the one that's probably, I think this one is actually based off the summer part of the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's the it's, it's the weakest track because it's like this really awkward flavor of like metal and power pop and like classical music, mm-hmm. and it just fits together pretty awkwardly and then you get the lyrics blue like jazz blue like jazz show me how to be cool like that i think it's just stinking rough
0: oh that stinks so bad it's rough like Rivers, rivers has an entire notebook of just fucking grody and awful lyrics that just make you cringe out of your skin and this is just like not even that entertaining. It's just bad. It's just like what it's you bad. didn't you didn't yeah. try. It's just you yeah. straight up did not try. Yeah. Um there's this like weird song. Like it's it's
2: it's called What's the Good of Being Good? And it makes me just want to hug Rivers a little bit though, because mm-hmm. it's like so melodramatic mm-hmm. and so pessimistic. <laughs> like I almost think it this has to be tongue in cheek. Like I take it as a joke because like this character that Rivers is bemoaning about, like he has no family to appreciate him, and then his best friend backstabs him and steals and bangs his <laughs> woman.
0: <laughs> like it's like it's like what is going on? What's going on, Rivers? Are you okay? You you having a um, having a time over there? Aren't you? Uh, no.
2: <laughs> it's a rough year for everyone.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh,
2: there is a song called Cuomoville. Um, <laughs> oh my fucking Christ. Sounds like a miserable place. <laughs> Maybe that's all I need to say about it. Um. Uh. It's just a, it's a sugary pop song, but then it takes this weird hard left turn where it goes kind of prog metal about feeding people to the lions. So. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh. There's just so much weird flavors in this. Um, anyway, musically, I'll say musically, this is really nothing new from Weezer. Mm. Uh, like I feel like these songs could be featured like on the Black Album, which isn't saying much. Mm. That, album, that album's bad. Um, but I, I, I will say I do think the songs on this are probably a little bit better than a, a chunk of the songs on that album um put that on the
0: sticker boom a little better than a little better than seasons winter yeah (laughs) um but i think it's
2: it's just because i find some of the lyrics on this just sort of refreshing because i haven't really heard rivers like this Mm -hmm. and they're like they're like awkwardly confrontational Coming from rivers,
3: it,
2: it's like when my three year old tries to intimidate her older brother and sister. It, it's mm. it's, it's kind of cute, you know. It's oh, like-
0: <laughs> you little dork here. Look at you standing up for yourself. I like that.
2: There was a, no, there was this time they were like teasing her and they're like, they were like grabbing her book and she like, she <laughs> fought for herself. She grabbed her book and she's like, This is my book wheels on the bus damn Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and she had like this just growly looking face it was awesome um (laughs) damn son you
0: don't you do not recover from wheels on the bus (laughs) you don't come back from that
2: you don't you don't and they backed off too oh oh, i would don't mess with a little one um but anyway i'm i'm as you know i'm invested in weezer so i just guess i'll wonder how the hell the fall ep is gonna sound you know maybe maybe there's some grand master plan here that um i just gotta wait until the end for it to all make sense
0: don't worry the 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 grand message that rivers cuomo is trying to to impart upon you will not make sense until all until all four are one (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) all right so is that is that kind of it in terms of highlights for the month
2: yeah i mean i listen to other stuff but nothing really really yeah yeah, nothing nothing to really talk that i'm like hey let's talk about it
0: all right so with the other the the various oddities of the month out of the way i guess it's time we move on to our picks and i'll go first because i'm special and i don't know that i've ever gone first (laughs) Uh, I don't know the lore of my own podcast anymore. But hey, I got an album that I picked because it, it like I said, there were a couple other albums that could have been it, but I chose this one because I, I, oftentimes albums that just kind of like give me a bigger smile are the ones that I'll often give the nod to. Uh, and that is why Supernova by Nova Twins gets my, gets my nod for uh, album of the month um it is um it is, it is it is it is me trying to speak like a rational human being and failing um <laughs> but uh Nova twins they're 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 an english rock duo that i only found out about uh this year um they're from london and um it consists of a bassist georgia south and vocalist and guitarist, Amy Love. And they do a, um, a brand of alternative rock that kind of has like elements of like new metal, punk and goth rock. Um, and it's infused with a lot of powerful and empowering feminist messages, uh, some sexual energy, some body pod- positivity. Um, it's, got, it's, got, it's got a bit of an edge. Uh, it's very sassy. Um, and 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 to me, I, I think that they, they strike me as sort of a modern evolution of sort of like the Riot Girl movement in the '90s and 2000s. Like, I think that they have yeah. that, the, like, like, like it's like what I would call substantive sass. I guess is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. um yeah. where they're saying something. You know they're they're girl power and all that, but there there there's substance behind it there's more to it than that, and it's just uh it's very rowdy um but this album is kind of like a perfect encapsulation of that like this album just like it's for for the for one it sounds huge like mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the mix on this album like the the it's just big, loud, and nasty. It's got, the, the album sounds like it has a chip on its shoulder, uh, with the way that it's mixed. Like the drums will just like they, they, they will like split your head in half on some of the tracks, or they just sound so huge. And like the guitar and bass are just cranked right up in your face, and it's just it just completely like suits all the songs. And um, I, there's like a good range of of types of tracks. too. there's like like, like like, like some big and an- anthemic tracks like antagonist um, mm. and like you've got some like lumbering and and, and, and menacing tracks um like uh, a dark place for somewhere beautiful and like even some like you know impishly sexual tracks like puzzles like they kind of cover it all and it, and, it, and it's all kind of like mixed together with this touch of hip-hop swagger but also like, big old punk rock middle finger in your face um and and that's kind of like what made the album super enjoyable for me it's just like it's just an easy album to enjoy it's just got a super mm. solid groove throughout the performances are great like the messaging and lyrical themes are just really spot on uh mm. it was just for me it's just an easy album to like like when i threw this on the first time it just immediately grabbed my attention with how big it sounded uh, the things that it was saying, and it just—it was just really enjoyable, like start to finish for me. Now, a nice 30-minute romp, I guess you would call it. As if I were writing for Billboard, I would call it a nice 30-minute <laughs> romp. Um, how are you all feeling about Supernova?
1: I dig it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of let's see. There's sort of two things that reminds me of, but I think the most uh accurate comparison is it sort of reminds me of peaches. Mm. mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I say a little now, I say a little. There's a lot yeah. there's a lot of pe- now granted peaches has a lot of different sounding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But no, I like I like that it's got kind of an industrial vibe to it and mm. it's you know got that nice up-tempo punk rock kind of thing to it so i
0: was really actually enjoying this one mm-hmm. these, are, these uh, are the drums that i wish like like and I'll, I'll i'm gonna touch on the coheed album again i wish Co- <laughs> i wish the drums on the coheed record sounded like the drums on this record because the drums on yeah. the, Co- the drums on the coheed album sound really fucking weak
1: yeah Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that'll be a whole rant we have on the Coheed record. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: that'll be me. But like, this is the record that like, when I listened to those two albums back to back once, that's literally how they appear on my playlist. It's just like, it goes from Nova Twins into the Coheed record. I'm listening to the Coheed record and like those songs that are like, I need these drums to be splitting my skull in half and they're not. And like, and I need, I need the drums on this album on the Coheed record, please. (laughs) Mm
3: Mm-hmm
2: um so with supernova i i think this is probably one of my most played albums of the month yeah if not my most played mm-hmm. um it, and i think really good it's the top spot on my rotation just because it's a fantastic album to work out to
3: yeah um, yeah
2: it's just it has just a it just like has the perfect sort of album length for that it's great energy it's a lot of fun um fantastic hooks Mm -hmm. on this thing um really from start to finish it's this album is like stunningly consistent throughout yeah Uh, um and uh i think you could take that for granted because (laughs) you kind of get used to well-crafted songs from this album because everything's just so like you could probably just you're like, "Oh, I wish it did this." And then you're like, "No, no, no, no." no like, like, "We're like, oper We're operating and coasting on a really good speed of 90 miles per hour and let- let's just let's just keep it like that." This um, this
0: album feels really loved on. Like they really mm-hmm. that like, like they used the pandemic to not only write this album but to kind of like mm-hmm. to 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 hone every little thing about it because I I believe mm. that they like they wrote and produced most of the album just shooting the stuff back and forth from their own home studios. Um, nice. nice: And it definitely has that vibe of like all of this stuff was just whittled down to like all of the cool elements. like every yeah. song, every song is just the cool part.
2: Yeah, yeah.: um, And I, I think like, like maybe only like you know light critiques of it and all i mean that very light is like there are some songs i kind of wish had just a little more zazz and sparkle as they end choose just your fighters <laughs> yeah yeah just a little just a little give me a little you know a little cherry on top yeah. um and um and though i i, I like the the ending song oh, uh, yes! sleep paralysis you know sleep paralysis no one's getting out of this um I don't know if I like it as a closer. It's um, like, they like it.
0: They like it. Done, they like it. Done, go on. In, in in interviews I read, they liked it because it ties to the intro. I,
2: I, I guess, yeah. But for me, it's always like, oh, wait, this this album's done? It's over? Like, yeah, and again, yeah. I think that has
0: just like, it's a 30-minute album that I kind of wish was maybe eight minutes longer. Yeah,
3: Like, yeah, I, just would, just I wanted a little more. more.
0: I want you li- a little more. It is
1: yeah. a bit breezy at yeah. 30 minutes and 53 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that. As they, they leave you wanting more, and I, I guess that's a good thing in a way. But it's like, yeah, this is yeah. an album where I was, oh, like one or two more songs, please, mistress.
3: Yeah.
2: But I do enjoy, uh, like, there's there's parts of this album that I, I geek out on that kind of incorporates like 90s pop and R and B hooks. Yes. Um, And like, when I hear that, like, you don't know how delighted I get when I hear KMB and I hear the, if you you go breaking the rules, you won't like what I do. Oh,
0: God, it's so good. Like, like, puzzles has a lot of similar stuff Mm -hmm. as well. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, Mm. you can definitely tell that they have a lot of 90s R&B influence going into what they're doing. Are,
2: are, are any of y'all uh familiar with rena Re- Sawayama? i know her. No. okay all right She she's she's kind of bringing back this 90s pop mm-hmm. um thing that that uses a lot of that mm-hmm. um but i like nova twins just more because it's just it's got it just has a harder edge about it yeah. that's i find just more immediate and satisfying um but yeah yeah overall I, 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 this is this is just a really solid record mm-hmm. um and I'll, I'll continue to listen to it yeah you like know? this
0: is such an easy like it's all it, it was a very easy record much like the Otoboke beaver album last mm. month it was like yeah i can throw this on and it's just always going to be a good time um like anytime i was doing something at my computer and i just like i'm only going to be here like 30 45 minutes let's throw this on like let's jam out and do what i need to do knock this out uh yeah it was definitely my most uh most fun album of of, of that month so um Uh, Any final thoughts before I pick a track? Yeah, it's just just good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a good, solid choice. All right. And the track I'm going with was already mentioned. Uh, I love KMB, which is Kill, my, yeah. kill my Boyfriend. Kill my boyfriend, <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> this is the ultimate form of dump him feminism.
0: Yes, it's so good. Like uh, The fucking chorus of Get My Fucking Crowbar, Take You to the Graveyard, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. It's just, again, substantive sass. From two very strong female performers just putting it out there. It's an amazingly breezy record. Here is KMB from Supernova from the Nova Twins. Heist. What do you so, got? What do you got?
2: Uh, all right, my pick for June is coming at you. It is Regina Spector's poem "Before and after. after." Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of take a little bit of a detour. <laughs> we're um, bringing
0: the energy level down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Not not in a, but not in a way that you would think. No. Uh, it it's just we're getting you know this, this is a piano. Centered around a piano. It's more than that, but you know. Not a lot piano. of boyfriend uh, killing. No, no, none of that. None
3: <laughs> of-
2: <laughs> um so uh Regina specter she um I've been keeping tabs on Regina since all the way back to like 2004. Yeah, uh, she collaborated with The Strokes on Mm -hmm. a song called Modern Girls and Old Fashioned Men. Mm. Um, And and from there, I was like, who's this? Um, And I'm not I'm not a fan that has like a super deep knowledge of everything in her music and every album, every song. Mm -hmm. Um, But through the years, I have just thoroughly enjoyed her brand of piano pop and ballads they're, they're very whimsical. Uh, she's a really good storyteller. Oh yeah. Um, she's, she's got, uh, I love her, her, her vocals. Um, they, they, they can range, uh, they can be like, it's eccentric and unpredictable and then they can just be very comforting and, um, warm. And, um, with, uh, with this new album, home before and after, uh, I would have to say this is probably her biggest, by far grandest broadway-esque sounding album yeah uh that just
0: shoots for the stars yeah yeah i get a lot of uh, big time little, i get a lot of little big sims time. vibes from last year like this yeah makes me think about it it's, of it's so lavish yeah. in a, a lot of the sim mm-hmm. a lot of the same ways yeah
2: yeah And with that in mind, I think I'm just going to go ahead and get my biggest criticism of this album away is that I think the production on this album. All right. So we've established it goes hard. I mean, it goes like (laughs) mastered ultra instinct Goku level of going hard. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I got that Dragon Ball reference right. Last time I watched Dragon Ball, I was like super saiyan 4 and apparently there's a lot more after that i don't a lot think more anybody
0: still. that watches dbz listens to this podcast so we're gonna say you got it right might Be safe yeah might be i safe. mean
1: i mean i watch dbz but you're getting into super stuff and quite frankly i can't be bothered <laughs> yeah. uh, so for the
2: most part i don't have much of a problem with how lavish the orchestra sections go on this album mm-hmm. um and I think on most songs, it does do its intended job of going for, like, big emotional beats. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of tracks where I, it is, to me, I think just a little too overproduced and out of hand. And I think that's really exemplified with the song, What Might Have Been. Oh,
3: uh, yeah.
2: Like, every time I listen to that song, I just, I, I don't know what the hell it's going for. Mm. Um, I mean, lyrically, it's got Regina's charm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of about how, like, opposite elements work together. And it kind of comes out with this... Kind of communicating this idea of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what the song is trying to be. Maybe some, some anthem for hope. But... It's just the bombast of the backing orchestra. It just comes off really silly and ham-fisted. Yeah. In a way... Uh, in a way that I don't think is intended. Like Regina can be silly, but like this, this is like I don't think this was intended. No, it's, like, this it's,
0: is definitely like a swing and a miss.
2: Yes, uh, and to a lesser uh, extent, there's the song "Queen" as well, mm. where I feel like it's maybe trying a little too hard when it probably doesn't need to. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason we have these kind of overproduced spots is uh. The recording of this was around the onset of when COVID put everything in lockdown. Yep. So Regina would record her vocals and piano parts on the East Coast, and then she would just send everything over to uh, the producer, who I believe is uh, John uh, Congleton, mm-hmm. uh, who's on the West Coast, and he would just take care of all the rest. Um. Uh, and I know a lot of albums are made this way. Yeah. And I. And I know from an interview that Regina 100% backs the production choices, mm-hmm. but I just can't help but wonder how this animal, this this album would have turned out uh, if everybody was collaborating uh, in in person. Yeah, that's what um, we're getting
0: now. Like, this year especially, we're getting the COVID lockdown albums, and you're seeing how yeah. that is affecting albums. The Colgate albums.
1: album has a lot of that going on. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I, I kind of... I call it kind of like this, uh, this green screen effects where like I mean, some songs get away with it, you know, but there's a few where you're like, well, there's the performer, but I can tell all that shit in the background isn't really there is with them. Really?
0: Yeah, like, and that's the biggest thing with production is ma- you know, making disparate elements come together. Mm-hmm. It, like when you can do that, it's a beautiful thing, but it is very hard to do, especially with this kind of music. Uh, where where you start with this very simple just piano and vocal and you've got to add flourish to that in a way that makes it still sound like it's this intimate performance and that is very very difficult to do and this album largely succeeds i agree but when it doesn't it is sore thumbsville
2: it is it is um but you know i think like the the opening track becoming all alone yes uh which is just a really nice like it's kind of sitting around this idea of having a beer with God, and that you know, as we grow older uh, and we realize, oh, things are not getting any we- easier. In fact, they're kind of getting worse. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: um, and you just become more and more like accustomed to yeah. like the harsh reality of the world. It like it just kills off like any kind of spiritual connection you have, or like that childlike wonder maybe yeah. you once had. It's like I guess it's a song about the loss of innocence. Yeah, and you yeah. and you just want to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like something the Flaming Lips would do. Um, oh yeah so I, I, yeah, so I can definitely. So I enjoy that. Um, man, the second track up the mountain is like your first big dose of how expansive this album yeah. can be. Yeah. In songwriting and sound, it's a bit of a left turn from the first. It's very heavy, rhythmic, like a uh, orchestral sort of disco dance. Like it. It's something that I feel like. DFA records would have put out in the 2000s. <laughs>
3: um
2: it gets it gets my body moving. I I lo- and I love it, you know it's kind of repetitive lyrical themes of like mankind's never ending hunger and acquisitiveness for like meaning and solving the mysteries of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um you have the song uh One Man's Prayer. Yeah. Uh and this that is really That one's just- really really good. Yeah, it is. It's really yeah it is. Uh and you, this one you really get Regina just flexing her storytelling muscles. Oh, it's so uh, good. I
0: love yeah. like when I like sat down and just like first went over the lyrics in this one is like, Oh, yeah. that's so fucking good
2: yeah um it kind of starts out with like as a should i even ruin it or should i just let it i
0: mean why not go ahead
2: okay it starts out like this sweet yearning love song until by the end of it you realize it's being told through the eyes of this cruel arrogant uh misogynistic narrator
3: yeah
2: um and musically i also really dig it because it sounds like something i would hear from the cure during their (laughs) uh head on the door era yeah um you know uh you have the song sugar man that's regina flexing again Mm -hmm. this time kind of showing you that yeah she's got good uh strong piano pop kind of chops you know um and then we have the album is just massive centerpiece oh yeah space Space time Time fairy Fairy tale Tale. yep this song is
0: huge god it's it's so massive it's so dense (laughs)
2: And it's it's really unlike anything I've ever heard from Regina. Mm-hmm. Um and every time I listen to it, I just I just kick back and I let yeah. her take me on. I it's a nine minute odyssey and I just let just take me. Just take the journey, enjoy it. Yeah, and uh it feels like she's being backed by um Miyazaki film composer <gasps> Joe uh Hia Saishi. Um yeah. it's just it, and it goes places like one moment you're like, oh, this feels good, and then you're like, oh god, this is really scary all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, overall, I think there are spots on this album that it can be you know very heavy handed and overdone. Yeah. yeah, but I'm glad Regina took these risks anyway. Um, I think it pays off more times than not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think at the core, like the songwriting is very good. And I just got to mention again that Regina's vocals on this album is really what carries a lot of it for me. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, they're so damn lovely. Um, and you know, similar to why I picked Jer on the last podcast, um, is that it's just her vocals and maybe the sense of this album where it has a, there's a comfort to it and a mm-hmm. warmth about it. You know, not to, not to lose hope or give into despair. And I just feel like something the world needs more of. That um, is something I definitely need more of, just yeah, <laughs> with how incredibly shitty the world keeps getting with each passing month this year. Yeah, well, it's almost
0: um, every passing day at this point.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just constant. So, um, and yeah, with that, um, uh, the song I like to play for y'all is uh,
0: Loveology, but first, I'll uh, let 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 you all talk about it for sure. Um, like um I'm, I'm jumping the game. I think this album's fine. I think like with Regina Spector, like I've always been a fan, always loved her vocals. Like she's an amazing performer, amazing pianist. Just, she is lovely. She is pleasant. I don't know that I've ever loved a full album from her. Um, yeah. I, I like songs I like a lot of songs by her um, but again this is a case of like I just as an album experience it just doesn't hit but there's like six or seven real good fucking songs on this thing that are just really 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 good um, mm. That, that hit. you know like you cannot fucking deny space time fairy tale at the very least mm-hmm. um, and, and, and up the mountain uh, becoming all alone in one man's prayer like those are kind of like the big points for me and I was just like yeah like Mm. those are the tracks I go back to um and they remind me again of like why I like her so much as a performer and just like her albums just never click for some reason and I don't know why but I'm I'm always happy to kind of like at least give it a shot and come Mm -hmm. away from each offering with like three or four songs that like i'm gonna carry forward and, and and enjoy there so yeah that that that's kind of where i'm at on it it's like i think it's as good uh it, it, it's just again it's just a me and her kind of thing like where i don't oh, know there's okay. something about her album structures that don't work for me maybe i'm not sure
2: i i see that you know it's not i don't know they're not uh song track lists aren't as like i don't know they don't connect as well yeah for the
0: duration
1: of yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i see that no
0: that's legit so what about you taylor
1: i'm trying to think of the nicest way to say this <laughs> 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 and i i think what i'm gonna go with is this felt like homework
3: oh oh
1: it was a bomb. Oh! I couldn't. I could not listen to this whole thing straight through. Yeah,
0: it's understandable. I get it. <laughs> I
1: I wouldn't say I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I did not like it. <laughs> I did not
0: like this at all. That is fair. No, that's fair. So, 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 so are there is there anything in particular that, that just doesn't settle for you with this type of music? Or is it just like, what is it about it that just kind of like makes it kind of like, I can't do this? Um, <laughs> And you don't have to be nice. I can't even...
1: I I don't have like something really incendiary to say about it or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just. It's kind of even hard to define. Like, I found this album like dreary and one notes. Mm. I get that. (laughs) Like, I just. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, I couldn't make it through this whole album in one sitting. Oh, I just it, found myself it, wanting to skip
0: tracks. It just be like that sometimes.
1: It, yeah, I'm. Am, I am not offended or
2: anything. So yeah, you don't.
1: You can. Uh, you I can mean, hey, it. it's. I thought it. Well, first of all, I've never listened to Regina Spectre before. Okay. Mm. I knew who she was, but yeah, I don't know. Not for me. And hey. My 2020 album of the year was Fiona Apple. <laughs> there you go. So it's not like I just don't like singer-songwriters.
0: Uh, it's just, yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is one of those like maybe it's just like maybe it's just not a piano ballad kind of person. Sure. Yeah, not really. <laughs> there you go. That could be it. That could just be it.
1: And, and it's not. And it's not like you know the song like some of the songs that we've named. Mm-hmm. I can say yeah there's some good songs on it but oh boy Yeah when you got to the stuff that you y'all.
0: just you <laughs> just can't deal with for the most part it's just like yeah like I, it's hard to even tolerate like when you just don't like something or it's not clicking and it's just like this just bounces off of me i'm sorry you know and 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 that's music music isn't going to land for everybody like and, it, and it's hard to sometimes even come up with a criticism other than just like look i just don't like it
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah i just I just found myself not enjoying it for one reason or another. Totally and it's not sorry. like she can't sing. No, nah, no, nah, she's got gorgeous. voice. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, Taylor's I like, I get wanted some, this get... album to be <laughs> I wanted this album to be 15 minutes shorter and have at least one song that had like a crocodile rock tempo. <laughs> but no it all felt like starbucks music oh yeah
2: i could no i get it i totally i can see
1: some of that yeah
2: yeah i mean it definitely there's a coffee house you know a corporate kind of coffee house vibe about it you know um yeah that's (laughs) and actually i would i would definitely be on i definitely would agree that there like the when i get to the song coin i had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh i think that song's way too long and very plotting yeah I feel like you, you could you could you could have removed it mm-hmm. uh um, i think i think actually the actual album would have come off a lot better mm-hmm. um and this thing is is like i don't even think that's a terrible terrible cut it's just it's just long mm-hmm. um so yeah i can i can i can definitely understand where you're coming from uh, you know nothing out of here nothing here i'm like this is just This criticism is just out of hand. (laughs) No, I think it's all very, very fair. Um, And, you know, it's a different it's a it's a particular type of brand. I think it's just. uh, Hearing it, you know, with everything that was going on, I just was like, you know, I just I just found it comforting, you know, and that's a lot of that is course through the a big part of that's the strength of her vocals and. um, yeah, like um, that song that hit me the most is the one I'm going to pick. is Loveology. Mm. Um, and I think that, to me, it's what exemplifies what makes her a really good artist. You know, it's it's at once it's a very whimsical and playful song. And it's got a really nice sense of humor about it, I think. And it, it brings a lot of wonder. Uh, but then it has like a, just a young innocence and vulnerability about it uh, that, you know, kind of builds into a big emotional beat at the end and gets me right in the feels so uh yeah that's that's the pick i'm gonna go with loveology
4: 어 <목소리도> Up your textbooks to page 42. Porcupinology, Antlerology, Carology, Busology, Trainology, Planology, Mamaology, Papaology, Uology, me loveology kiss stayology, stay please let's study class let's study class sit down loveology loveology I'm sorry, ology. Forgive me, ology. Love, ology. Love, I'm sorry, ology. Forgive me, ology. Love, ology. Love, ology. Love, Let's study class. Let's study class.
2: And it turns out love is an alright thing, and maybe the world needs a little more of it. And who better to give it to us than Taylor? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, I am the I am the glowing paragon of sunshine and
0: positivity. <laughs> and surely your album will reflect that.
1: Yes. Uh so if you couldn't tell by the fact that my number two album last year was Rob Zombie. <laughs> sometimes I like to have fun Yes Now my definition of fun Is perhaps sometimes a little bit Twisted <laughs> <laughs> For example I think I am The sole Final Fantasy 8 defender in the oh, Broader yeah. Soxcast oh, family Oh no I, I like 8 Oh I
3: like no eight.
0: there are two I host a podcast with two Final Fantasy 8 a- <laughs> I'm quitting. This is my last Look, episode. I'll, I'll acknowledge that Final
1: Fantasy VIII is bad, but it's not for the reasons I hear most often. <laughs> but this is not a video game podcast. No, this is
0: the music version. Yeah, this is the what? This is the podcast everybody listens to, not the junky ass video game podcast nobody gives a fuck about.
1: <laughs> and, and and you know, speaking. Speaking of how everything is terrible, my pick for the month
0: was The New Dark Ages by Guar. There's a name that I just never thought I would hear. It's like, here's the here's the best thing I listened to. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: Guar. I think everybody knows who Guar is at this point, but if you don't know who Guar is somehow, Guar is a heavy metal band uh from dear god they've been along they've been around for a lot longer than i think some people realize 1983 i think yep yeah that's when hello no, came out i think let's see uh
0: wiki says 88 oh wow well i know hello came out in 88 but i think that they were together at least in like 93 9, or 883 to 85 is when they started yeah one
1: of one of those bands who was simmer simmering around in the Richmond, Virginia scene for a while. Yeah. I'm sure before finally breaking. Yeah. But yeah, Guar is a heavy metal band. Uh, they are heavy metal without adjectives in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> that you, you get what's on the tin. Yeah, it's got the
1: the vocals are growly, shouty, but they are not extreme vocals. I would say stylistically and sonically, guar is very accessible. Oh
0: hell yeah, and at yeah!
1: Same time, of course. <laughs> they are guar <laughs> <laughs> and the lyrics are exceptionally raunchy.
0: I, look, they've got an, I got a song called "Baby Dick Fuck" on one of their older albums. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's what we're working with (laughs) y'all Although this isn't This does not go to those sorts of extremes No we are Uh, like
0: like, Latter Day Gwar is still very um, Animated let's say But they're not as like over the top And weirdly controversial as they were On those first three albums Where they were just very purposefully Pressing buttons
1: Yeah and hey you know I think there's value in that sometimes. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I think that like they were doing something like like, like for, for 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 performance art and for like you know First Amendment rights. Sure. Like I think that they were doing and saying a lot about that shit. Like their music isn't idiotic. Is the thing. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. might, yes they might have a song like I said called Baby Dick Fuck. But go read the lyrics to a lot of that shit, and it's like, oh, no, they're actually talking about shit. They're not just, you know, throwing this stuff out there to offend. Though it does have that effect, there's something always kind of that lurks deeper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So,
0: of course, Guar was a
1: band who was a hit with the very unfortunate reality of having their lead singer and sort of primary creative force oh. die in 2015, and that's Mr. David David Brocky, is that how you yeah, said it's, that?
0: It's Dave Brocky, and like I skipped the album after that because I just I still wasn't ready like' mm-hmm. I, the last the last guar album I listened to prior to this was Battle Maximus which that was the last those album good
1: like record actually <laughs> i
0: i I'm going to go back and listen to it after uh new, after the new dark ages so yeah I'm actually gonna go back and listen to the blood of the gods
1: yeah and guar is another one of those bands because I caught them last year uh where actually they just they basically just played scum dogs of the universe and then they did oh. some new stuff in the in the encore yeah no they there was one song they didn't play. They played like almost all of Scum Dogs of the
0: Universe. Oh, that's so good. Like that and this Toilet Earth. I just, I want to see those live.
1: Yeah. So there's still a great live band. I take comfort in knowing that whoever the president is, I can see their head get cut off at a gorse. <laughs> Every <show>.
0: gorse! Yeah! <laughs> no allegiances,
1: uh, baby! But, so, The New Dark Ages, yeah, I didn't listen to the last one either. Uh, I heard one song off the last one live, which is called Fuck This Place. Fuck This Place, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, so, The New Dark Ages is the latest Guar record that kind of surprised me, because I'm like, oh, I didn't even know they were working on something.
0: Yeah, I, before you mentioned it, I had no idea this album was a thing.
1: Yeah, but then I listen to it and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty groovy, isn't it?
0: Shit, it's groovy. Like, the social commentary is so much, it's so fucking on point. Just, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it
1: almost, it's perhaps not as grandiose, uh, but in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of existence as futile. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, this sort of, uh rusty old metal band from the 90s comes out with a new record and it's like oh oh
0: you fucking woke up
1: it's like oh these guys can these guys still got it
0: like it wasn't until like i was listening i remember the exact moment it was just like oh they still got it is when we got to uh like, like i was listening to the album i got to berserker mode and about halfway through that track i was like did did they still have it Oh my god they do And then you go like berserker mode Motherfucking liar Under the breach completely fucked Jesus it doesn't stop It's so good
1: Yeah it's really And yeah it just You got that groovy-ish Sort of you know Early 80s on steroids vibes And you've got all of the Wacky guar imagery to (laughs) Kind of carry you through Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. If I have a criticism of this album, (laughs) however, (laughs) is that the album, uh, after the song Bored to Death, Killing You So Slowly It's Killing Me, (laughs) we go into a three-part ending suite called the Death Death Whistle whistle Suite. Yeah like we're listening to a coheed and cambria record or something yeah and, oh boy does it not land at all oh
0: it just doesn't fit like this album ends like, for
1: me at board to death um yeah like legit legit stop at board to death kind of territory it just, which is a bit of a problem when the death whistle symphony is like a fifth ish yeah. of the run- it's a it's, it's a, 16 it's an hour, minutes 6 minutes long yeah this is 16 yeah so it's minutes. like a sixth of the it's like a sixth of the running time of this album yeah <laughs> it would be it would be like when i made the old album listening club listen to pink and everybody hated the 18 the minute 18 long minute noise jam, noise jam. yeah
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, you've got like 48 minutes and 44 seconds of good fucking hard ass, great heavy metal. And then, oh man, that last 16 minutes just doofa doofa. You see, this
1: is the kind of thing. Now, I think the old music industry was shite in a lot of different ways. Yes. That last three, those last three thong- songs are the kind of thing that a more hands-on producer would have been perfect for because things were getting out of hand. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it just feels like there was no edit button and nobody at that point when they were doing this this part of the tr- this part of the album stepped in and said, "Guys, you could make this like a good seven-minute song." Yeah, busting the instead- sauce. Yeah, it's just really yeah. lost in the sauce. It just it just feels like an aimless jam to me.
1: Yeah, it's just like. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind aimless jams. <laughs> I like the with the lights out version of Scentless Apprentice. But oh, yeah, I also absolutely. like that from a musician's perspective. I'm like, oh, we're kind of hearing this song be made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah this felt like that except that's what they released <laughs>
0: yeah they didn't go back and edit the part that, yeah you made the jam and like you got the song out of the jam but you forgot to extract the song from the jam so the jam is just there jamming up the mix and it's just yeah it's unfortunate yeah I just do not have those last three tracks on the playlist anymore <laughs> Yeah, I've got, it a was solid, straight up. I got a solid 12 tracks here I'm, I'm totally happy with
1: you know, it does. I wouldn't say it detracts from the overall experience, but I knew on the very first listen, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, those yeah. three songs may as well be bonus tracks. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And I thought they were at first due to the way that it's like, like it's in parentheses. Maybe they don't count. <laughs> no, they count.
1: <laughs> but you know, nonetheless, this is some great headbanging shit. Yeah.
0: And at least this is not like. At the and like it's not a big turd curled up in the middle of the album or something. It's like at the end where you can just snip it and never worry about anything missing.
1: Yeah, it, it's not like fear inoculum where you have to oh, like make your own fucking oh playlist.
0: It. Here's my playlist for Fear Inoculum. It's blank. <laughs>
1: I was about to say my playlist is it's actually just anima. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, it tool for me may as well have been over since. Uh, let's put it this way: I would like und not uh, ten thousand days. I would like ten thousand days as an EP. Yeah, and after that. that, I'm done. <laughs>
0: yeah, like I tool. I don't know. They're just kind of in a world now where they're real comfortable doing that slow, soupy, kind of boring. Contemplative stuff, and like fans think that it's super smart and interesting, but no, it's just kind of boring. Sorry, what they're, it's they're not, the great it's not <laughs> tool is the grateful dead for Gen Xers. There you go, and I, I i agree with that as somebody who loves opiate, who loves Undertow, who loves Onima, uh, and who loves lateralis. So,
1: yeah, oh no, they were a hugely. Formative part of my musical development. Yeah. yeah. But much like, but much like other bands I like, they suck now. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It's yeah. Like Jesus Christ, I'd never listen to another Cure
0: album. Oh God, yeah. Not right? that that's oh, ever gonna happen. Yeah. No, <laughs> No. No. Let's not. Let's not go there. Ph. Guar. How you
2: feeling, Guar? All right. Uh, so, my, my first introduction to Guar was with that 1995 film, Empire Records. Oh, Has wow.
0: Seen yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yep.
1: Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it uh, wrong that I kind of prefer Airheads? Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: I, I, I air, man. Oh, that brings me back. Oh, gosh. Um, so, like, my experience with Guar is like, music videos and just kind of being in awe of like the monster makeup and the costumes the spectacle um, of it all yeah yeah um but like I, I couldn't really give you i couldn't recall any actual music mm-hmm. from that i might have been in altered states too when watching that stuff with friends. you know it's just <laughs> it does
3: as you do like,
2: yeah yeah so it, it wasn't um it didn't like the music part never stuck it was always the it was the show uh so this was actually my very first proper guar album um that i listened to um and I've, you know i feel i feel like that's a disservice in a way because you know dave brocky like when I, I do clearly remember when he died like i did feel kind of sad and I, I don't even have like the strongest emotional attachment yeah. to the band but i just was just just feeling like, oh that bums me out cuz i just remember watching interviews with oh, him oh god like, he was the, a great interview yeah. yeah yeah i just remember that that whole thing so um and um you know uh it's like i'll never get to see that version of the show yeah you know the live show that i've heard is legendary yeah um which is crazy because they're actually i'm i'm planning on going to see uh ween and jack white uh and earlier that week guar will also be in town and i'm just oh. like
0: oh. <laughs> go get we'll yourself see. some blood on you come on man get That's, out of there, we'll get in we'll there. have a good time we'll get yeah. gooey <laughs> uh so, oh, yeah it's a great time so yeah
2: with this album you know if you can't tell from the title what is about the new dark ages right you know and uh i realize how this is a big theme lately especially i've heard it a lot in a lot of metal albums you know where things feel like it's just it's the end of the world and yep. rightfully so yeah but it's a theme like creator it's creator's albums the same you know it's it's just it's i'm hearing it a lot so i'm just sort of like Oh, is this gonna be one of those? You know?
3: Ooh. Um
2: and it starts out a little bit by the numbers with kind of lyrically painting this apocalyptic nature. But then it flips the script and it's like, yeah, this world is ending, so let's just get the titties out and
3: let's yeah! start
1: shaking some ass. Yes. <laughs> I, I I love how and you know, some people will argue against this interpretation, but I've heard enough of interviews of people in Guar even when they're in character to know blood libel takes a very specific dig at that whole right wing cult yeah. nonsense oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my... there's a baby raping ring it's the <laughs> Catholic church. church yes! Yeah.
2: That's, that's, my fa- <laughs> that's my favorite song on the album by the yeah, way that's
0: the,
2: that's the one I'll be singing when I'm like cooking dinner I'm like this is blood so I, just, I, I
0: think mine's completely uh, fucked i love i yeah. love i love where that, oh, that chorus too that's yeah. cho- such a great chorus just the way they keep I'll, building to the phrase completely fucked." yeah i mean and
2: shout out again to, well like blood libel um has changed the way i think of cheese pizza Yeah, you know, <laughs> like forever
0: um you do know that so- blood cheese pizza was code right like uh yeah no no yeah, i, I like, was taking it literally no like cheese pizza like that was the thing that like the, the people that, that were that believed in pizzagate said that you would call for cheese pizza and uh, that, that meant uh, that you I were feel
2: fucking dumb yeah yeah now i see that no yeah oh, that makes more sense because i was like this is a political song but now we're talking about orgies and cheese pizza all right yeah, i guess that's a thing
3: ah it's a big q uh,
2: thing yeah 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 okay up more points then um yeah so what you get uh, what i found with this album it's just it's it's very camp it's extremely entertaining Mm -hmm. um i feel like when i listen to this album i'm going to my local county fair (laughs) and i'm just (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like the sights I'm going to behold yeah. while I'm here. Mm. You know, and I'm going to get a, you know, deep fried, I don't know, whatever whatever it is that's gonna destroy my stomach yeah. and some vinegar fries and big old cotton candy. And we're just gonna have a good time. Um I think this is a metal album for metal nerds. Oh yeah. Like like cuz it just it dabbles in a lot of different styles mm-hmm. of metal from track to track, you know. You you've got kind of the the thrashier, the the 80s stuff. Uh, it, it gets a little like almost doom sludgy with one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we talked about completely fucked. I love that one. Yeah. I love that one so much. Um, when it comes to my critiques, uh, i know i know y'all i mean we'll, we'll i'll get into the the final three mm-hmm. um but there is actually a run of songs that i think are kind of stale Uh-oh. Uh, uh it's uh the three song run of the cutter rise again and the beast will eat itself and i think that's just to me they just feel compared to everything else they're just at that point they feel a little by the numbers they
0: feel a l- the least developed i can agree with yeah. that
2: yeah and they kind of drag the vibe of the the, the album down for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like, it comes back to life. Oh yeah. You get, this, you get the song Venom of the Platypus. Great fucking song yeah, title by the way.
0: That's real good. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: And it ends on like this great lyric of "You don't look down on my choice of porn."
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> you know, big points, big points, and of course, like Ratcatcher. Yeah. Oh God, about yeah, they're fantastic, really fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I can't tell; it almost felt like there was a different singer for those. Uh, um, they do
0: alternate singers, like they like. Oh, okay, they All often right. do. Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say the the main
2: singer featured on here is mm-hmm. probably. I mean, kind of goes without saying. I do think it's probably the one of the weaker parts like i like vocalists who really go for and you know the singer does but then there's times when I like oh they're just your vocals a little thin and I want a little more. Yeah, he's got a very
0: he's got a thin voice uh, and it's Mm -hmm. like Isaac Brock or Isaac Brocky? No, Isaac Brock is the guy from Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse, yes. David Brock, (laughs) David David Brocky, David David Brocky had a more cutting voice that really cut through that wall of guitars Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, He had more gravel in his voice. He had a a, a lot more oomph to it. Whereas, um, uh, whereas uh, I don't know his real name. Uh um, Mike yeah. Bishop. Mike. Oh, that's fucking right, though. He mm. was a prior bassist. Yes. He he was Beefcake the Mighty, was he not? Yes. Yes.
1: The, I mean they still do Beefcake the Mighty, but it's somebody different But it's somebody now. different
0: now, yeah. <laughs> um and
2: yeah, w- when you get to the last three songs, <laughs> the vibe just changes completely. Yeah. Like it feels like we've recorded this different from everything else. Um and you know it's a big old lift but i do think i prefer the second part of this death's whistle Sweet" thing that they got going
0: oh starving gods to, isn't
2: terrible yeah like compared to like i told you about the other three i didn't like, like i would uh, i would
0: remove like rise again and put maybe starving gods up there
2: yeah yeah uh I mean, it's still a mess of a song that feels like it's it's like cut and paste, yeah. cut and paste of different sections, and it, it has this really goofy like "Rock
1: Me Amadeus." Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we um, can't all be tac Nine, can we? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: part about it, but it's like it's a good, interesting mess, you know. Like I, it, it I smile when I hear it, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, but then it then it ends. You know, then you get the third song. And I'm like
0: Monster," and it's just, oh, boy.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, if I'm thinking when I listen to this album, I'm like, oh, they're, like, they're kind of drawing from different eras of metal and different styles of metal mm-hmm. um, in a weird way. I'm like, was this them trying to do, like, deconstruction metal and in a tool way, maybe? Hey, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. It uh, just doesn't it, feel fleshed out no, enough to work. It's
2: just, it's so it yeah it it it's rough, but you know, um i you know sometimes there's these albums where even though there's like these rough patches about them, they're like a hell of a lot of inter- there's interest and intrigue about it, yeah. anyway, yeah um and every time I listened to this thing, i was um I really had a good time with it, and you know and and, and surprised um how much i liked it more and more Mm -hmm. with each listen it's Um, so
0: sing-alongable like there's so much you just like i will sing along to this shit all the time yeah yeah and
2: i and i thought like you know i I thought it was gonna be kind of um a few spins and i would have been like okay you know i got what i needed but it has a strange
3: staying power about it Mm. so yeah good one
0: absolutely what's your track
1: uh, I'm going to go with uh, perhaps the most stereotypically guar track of them all just because I kind of like it is Motherfucking Liar <laughs> yeah, It's real good <laughs> Just a good headbanger to close us out for the day
3: burn, burn, Set it on fire One thing I hate is a motherfucking liar Truth is undone Like it never existed
0: Another month down, we're over halfway through the year now. Can you believe oh, wow. it? <laughs> time is flying quick, yeah. Time flies when you're fucking miserable, too. It turns out, <laughs> wow, <laughs> who'd knew? Well, but, yeah, but, yeah, like I said, like we've mentioned a few times, we will be back sometime hopefully soon with uh, that Coheat and Cambria review. So, keep an ear out for that. Uh, but in the meantime, Taylor, where can the internet folks at home find
1: you? I'm planning on doing some rebranding as far as the music portals I use is concerned. Uh, so for the time, be- so for the time being, crickets. Crickets. Crickets.
0: And psychic Heist can, of course, be found on the Discord. I imagine. That's it. In right. The Discord. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I get into all sorts of stupidity. And until next time, listen to more Death Grid.